on today's Domain Sherpa Review, we bring in Joe Udemy, Shane Coltra, and Drew Rosner. We discuss our usual panelist topics, but we also have an in-depth conversation at the end about the COVID-19 virus, uh, questions about global economy, managing your business, um, some really fantastic insights. Whether you're concerned about the virus or not, there are still some great business um, insights for you. Enjoy the show and stay healthy. Hey, Sherpa Network, I'm Testy as executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and today we have a great lineup. We're doing a Domain Sherpa review where we get into the minds of successful domain name investors using real examples so we can learn strategies and tactics to become better investors ourselves. We have our usual three segments to the review. However, we were already discussing COVID-19 and everyone's concerns about its impact on the global economy. So I'm sure that will come up too. Uh, I would like to introduce you to a Sherpa you've all met long, long ago in 2010, Shane Coltra at age 40. Hi, Shane. How you doing? <laughs> the hat takes off 10 years, dog. Man. You look young. You look good. How you doing? Uh, a little sun. Today? That's the other thing I notice is you get just a tiny bit of color to your skin and people say, man, oh, you yeah. look healthy. All it is is just totally. a tiny bit of sun. Well, yeah, tiny bit of sun, vitamin D. Vitamin powerful, D. Powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. And I'm running like, I don't, I am running like I'm 40. I, I hired a coach to, you know, you get caught in your way. So you get a third party in there. It's got me doing all these workouts and Hawaii. I went to Austin and ran with some friends and just, man, feeling good. You know, again, we're talking about all this Corona stuff. And meanwhile, I feel the best I've ever felt. It's going to be a shame to lose it all, huh? <laughs> I, I agree I, i'm actually i feel like i'm in the best shape i've been in since i was yeah. here you know, lies Shane Wayne. culture uh, but running the best but, you uh, ever had died a woo-ha snuck up on him like a freight train <laughs> <laughs> all because he picks his nose who knew yeah <laughs> Wow, uh, revealing everything today. Joe Udimi, how you been, Joe? What's happening? It's been a minute since you've been on. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. How are you? Great to be back. Uh, happy to be with everybody. And uh, yeah, just trying to navigate the corona, uh, but all good on this side. So happy, happy to be here. Good. Well, thank you for coming. Good to have you. Taking time out from name experts to hang with us. And Drew Rosner of Media Options. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, you do look really healthy today. Well, late at night for you? No, listen, a secret? Thousand, thousand milligrams of vitamin C every hour, a little vitamin D, a little zinc, a little magnesium, a little exercise, you know, a little sleep, lots of water. And then Drew holds out that he's about 10 steps away from the most beautiful spa inside his home is there sauna or whatever you call it yeah we're done I'm, I'm putting it in I 45 minutes either in that in the steam room or in the infrared uh, full spectrum sauna uh you know you live all the evil spirits out get all the evil spirits out <laughs> living good well sherpas welcome so let's do this first segment of the review what's new sherpas 
where the Sherpas share one purchase or sale they've made over the last few weeks, and we get to learn what they paid or received for the domain, why they thought it was a good deal, and how the negotiations progressed. So, remember, no price, no hints, no nothing. Joe, you are up first. Okay, so this was a buy request that came in for a client. The domain is allhands.com, A-L-L-H-A-N-D-S.com. I like it. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like it. Who's going right? first? Shane? Me? You, you go first. Um, so I, I love the name. Allhands.com is a great name. Uh, like all hands on deck. Um, uh, I would actually, uh, the first thing, first thing that came to mind is that it would sell to on deck. Um, I, I don't know if it did or not. We, we used to work with them back in the day, but, um, uh, all hands.com. I'm going to say, you know, it's one of those names that probably punches above its weight. I think it's, you know, I, I'm going to say, $35,000. I, I would have normally said, you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20. Uh, but I, but I, I, I think it's, you know, it's one of those names. It's like, you're going to go in there and either the owner knows that it's a really cool name that can punch above its weight. And, and it's one of those rare sort of phrase names that I think could in the right, you know, it's the right buyer at the right time could be worth 75, hundred grand. Um, but I think to the average person, you're going to go all hands.com, 5, 10, 15, 20 grand max. Um, you know, sort of in that bucket of 10 to 25 that I always sort of say for those types of things. Uh, but I, I, I like this one. So I, I'm, going to, I'm going to say 35. Okay. Shane, even though you have 10 years less experience than last week because <laughs> in 2010, uh, well, could you give us any pricing evaluation? I agree with Drew, but I do think they came to Joe because Joe could come in there and work a deal. That's why they hired him. So I think that I think that he got a better price because that's his job is to get his clients a good price. So I'm going to say, I, I mean, I, I don't know their, I don't know who it was or anything, but I, I'd say 12, five, because the person on the other side, I think it's a great name, but I don't think it's a guy. I don't think he's getting pinged every day to get it purchased. So I'm just, I'm going to say 12, five. That's what came to mind right off my top of my head. Okay. All right. All right, Joe, take us through it. All right. So the buyer came to me looking for this specific domain. There were a couple other alternatives that they were considering, but at the end of the day, this was the first target. Uh, the seller uh, owned the name for quite some time. Uh, they had an old website attached to it. They weren't really doing much with it, uh, but really they were looking for a number somewhere in the higher five figures. Ultimately, between negotiations back and forth, we settled on a price of $32,000. Nice job, Drew. Wow. Boom. So that was good. I mean, I think, yeah. honestly, I think you did a great job for the client. I think that that's. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, you know, if you if you catch somebody sleeping, I could see you picking up that up that name up for ten, fifteen, twenty grand. But uh, I, I really do think that that's a fifty to seventy five thousand dollar name, and so I think at thirty two grand, they got a great deal. I really do. Yeah, the buyer was very happy at the end of the day. So really, that was what we were after, and really, the seller was comfortable too. So I think it was a win win yep. for both sides. Yep. 
Congrats. Nice work. Very nice. Thanks. Good job. Yeah, I mean, it makes it the, the circumstances make all the difference in the world. You know, whether it's a new site, old site, but if somebody's actually doing commerce on it, that changes everything. Yeah. The fact that they have a working email that they use for school email may add yeah. $10,000 to a price because they're like, oh man, I don't, I use that. I got to go update 75 class. things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go through all that changes. So there's just so many little details that can add quite a bit of price to it. So that's good, good, good for both sides. It sounds like. So tell me something, Joe, um, you said they had a few names and this is how you like to see a startup approach a broker with a few names in mind. Um, and I'm sure you gave them some guidance back and forth on the pricing within. Did they, did you reach out on all the names? Um, or did they want you to just reach out on all hands first, see if they were reasonable, and then if not, they had a plan B in place? It's a great question. So ultimately, there were about six domain names that they wanted me to do some research on, see who owned them, see if there was any history to them, and you know the, the process that we go through as brokers. Um, so I'd say there were a target of six names. Um, we did reach out on all six of those names. Three of those names were not going to be attainable price-wise for the client. Uh, so then we had to, but ultimately All Hands was the first um, selection. So it just worked out in the favor of the client. Okay. And any advice? Oh, I got an echo from somebody. Any advice on um, for startups in general or for brokers working with startups on how to guide them? Yeah, I think the key is to make sure that, you know, trademarks are always an important component of a, of a domain search, at least, you know, one thing that I see on a regular basis are clients that come to me and they just don't know where to begin, but I would always educate them and tell them to start with the trademark search, make sure they're not going to, you know, have any issues down the road with that. And then we can kind of base it off of budgetary guidelines, specific targeted assets, or you know, maybe there's a list of domains that we can provide to the client as good, suitable alternatives. Good job. Do you guys hear that? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Let me see. I mean, who knows? Fancy microphone, Shane. I'm going to unplug it and see what happens. Cut, Nothing. cut. I'm not cutting it yet, so. All right. Hang in there. Shane, you got a new uh, domain sale to tell us about? Well, I had, I, I put it on Twitter. So if you guys know it, then I'll go to a different one. But I had a, uh, I had one last week, my bees, M-Y-B-E-E-S. I saw it on Twitter this morning, but my, I need to my, interrupt. Can we all take a moment to see Shane's username right now? Corona Cultra. <laughs> oh, I like that. Catchy. <laughs> okay. Mybees.com. Yeah. I did not see that. My Twitter feed has been completely uh, inundated and uh, completely saturated with nothing but uh, COVID-19 coronavirus news. All right. So well, that's be easy that. then. Uh, but I love domains with uh, bees in it. I, we sold bee.com, B-E-E.com a couple, three years ago. What a name. Two, three, four, some time. I'll tell you what, man. My perception of time is doesn't exist anymore. I, I, I so, like I said something to my wife and I was like, well, that was like, you know, three, four months ago. She was like, that was like uh, a week ago. And I was like, what? no, no, that's not possible. She's, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, you know, eight days ago. 
Yeah, the great uh, part is if it, it's like, it seems like three months ago is three years and things that were nine years ago seem like 25. Yeah, There's that's like, the thing. It goes both ways, which, which yeah. I don't understand. It would, it would make sense to me if it was like, well, you know, the timelines are elongated or timelines have shrunk, but it goes both ways. Yeah, it just it splits about know, four just, years. And yeah, even crazy. though that's true, I'm like, gee, this is an awkward thing to say on a show about your expertise in today's market. Um, but actually, I think there are so many deals that the three of you see that it's almost like this fluid river of information. And it's, you just, it's like watching the matrix, you know, the numbers coming down through the matrix. It really yeah. is. I swear to God, it, that is, I feel like my yeah. job is watching the matrix. I just watch the matrix. I'm mean, what's that guy's write tank? everything down. I'll write everything yeah. down. Yeah. I talked to too I, many people too. I can't remember who told me what, like they'll say, where did you hear that? And I'm like, God, I can't even, I will now, I'm not even sure I was supposed to say that. So now I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just, there's too many people. I just, I always have to say, you know, whether it's, be discussed or not. I literally just have to like assign as I'm talking what I need to keep in and what I inside <laughs> voices, outside voices, as Krista Taylor yeah. told me. <laughs> what does that mean? Inside voices, outside voices. What does that mean? Tell me. She said there's What's some the things version? that you think that need to stay in your head and there's some things that you can say and you and you really need to figure out which ones are which because you're mixing those up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm highly, I'm highly confused about which ones should stay internal. Yeah, well, that, I was too. So she, it was after a night of drinking, she told me to maybe concentrate on that a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Krista as soon as this is over. I, I honestly you think know, about that all the time. I'm thinking before I say something, I think, is that, does any benefit come of what I'm about to say, whether it's a so, good story so, or... So let I, me give you my counter argument to why I've sort of justified the, the unfiltering in, in my head, which is yeah. that I believe it creates this just a uh, filter of people. So the people who get offended by the things that I probably should have kept in and, but said out loud, I don't need them in my life. Yeah. And that's well, a really it, good way of getting sometimes, it. Out. Sometimes there's things I say that aren't very, kind like again it just doesn't need to be say like when i'm thinking yeah when it's about somebody's looks and i'm not gonna lie I, that's something bad, comes yeah. to mind and i think well nothing's positive if i say that to outside even though in my brain it's yeah. thinking yeah that person probably could jog a couple more feet you know i don't yeah. need to really say things like that yeah but I would but have before. Up for it, man. I, 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 I apologize. I can't think what the, Jason, I think the dude on Twitter, you, you, you're pumping him every day, man. I, I love that. I, I'm following that guy and I love seeing that. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm you know, filming just, so few people. a profitable flip tomorrow. I'm really excited. Awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so that's what I figured. That, Rather than criticize the people that guy up, man, done. Because there's so few people who will actually open their freaking ears and their minds and say, you're right. I need to change the way I'm thinking, change the way I'm living, and just do it. I mean, it's just, it's so simple. Just start doing it, right? And so- You can I, see why I I'm pumping it. I was like- He's, that's, a, that's the kind of people that need to be pumped. Like, oh, we need but did to, you know what he's doing with domains? Oh, I had no idea. It. He's killing he's it. He's absolutely killing it. He's really? killing life. He's crushing life, and that's why I support him. I mean, he's awesome. crushing it on all boards. The only thing he wasn't crushing on it was his health. 
and now he's yeah. crushing that. So that's the people that I stand behind. And I'm gonna pump them every day. I'm gonna pat them on the back every single day because I'm yeah. proud of them. I mean, that's yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's huge, man. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, if you just okay, seen back to my bees. My bees. Oh Let's yeah, talk. my bees. Let's talk about bees. Oh I'll yeah, we're on domain Sherpa. Yeah. My bees. All right. My bee. Well, we're talking about domains. We're talking about the domain community. We gotta, you know, lift that man up. That's a that's a good dude right there. Yeah. All right, mybees.com. Mm, I don't know. My guess is uh, you know, I, my, it's probably gonna be three thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight dollars because it's shame. But I'm going to go double that because I really like domains with the word bees. And it's hard to find good ones. And mybees.com is a great one. And, I mean, that could be a huge thing for beekeeper community or something like that or, or, or share, you know, shared honeypot type thing. So um, I'm going to say 7500 bucks. Okay, 7500 Joe? That's a good guess. Um, I was thinking a little bit lower than that. I'm going to – I'm gonna take a stab and say forty five hundred, maybe as high as five thousand, but I'm gonna say forty five hundred bucks. Okay, I saw who you sold it to uh, in your tweet, but not how much. I would just like for the record to say I'm with Joe on this one. All right, how much? Eighty five hundred. Oh. Oh. oh, sorry, Drew. Hey, I, I am know. on point today. <laughs> I'm on point. I just bought it. Uh, I bought it uh, five months ago, four or five months ago on um, GoDaddy auctions for like 2000 And then Afternix, a uh, broker from Afternix said, hey, I got a client that I got it up to your uh, minimum offer. You know how you have the thing on Afternix, which I never even realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what my floor is. I don't, I don't remember filling it out, but anyway, that was my floor. And he said, uh, they did the typical, that's as high as my client. I already got him as high as I could. I've done it yeah. worked three times to, to where I can contact you. And then I thought about it and, and normally I would negotiate, but I was like, you know, I just bought it for two, 8,500 is a good five month flip. Uh, done. I didn't really even take it any further. I didn't, Honestly, there's been so so many domains the last couple of months that a hundred dollar ad or a thousand dollar ad turned them away, and I probably would have taken the first one. And so finally, yeah. I just threw it. I'm just going to take the 8500. It's a good one, and it and like you said, it, uh, you saw on Twitter, it went to a Dominican Republic beer uh, distributor. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a beer, yeah, beer distributor. Uh, so and, and my bees, I don't get it. It's like social cerveceria. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. What they do? Um, I don't get what they're doing, but their money's green. That's right. Money, exactly. It was in American dollars, and, and the beekeepers. Well, to you. <laughs> yeah. Drink up. It's not Good going. But I'm a bee guy too. I've been buying bee names like crazy. I, I spun, I registered like 10 good hand register on bees and honey names. Um, and I bought uh, Honey Life the other day. And I thought that was a great name, Ooh. Honey Life. What'd you it's buy a, that for? It was like $400. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, there's been been a lot of great names. Uh, I mean, I've been buying like, and again, I don't give it away, but they're pretty much gone. But like dragon honey and orchid honey and, you know, uh, adjective honey names. I, I think bees and honey are an important part of what we do. And of course, I'm absolutely. Honey, yeah, so. yeah. 
All right, Drew, why'd you buy or sell lately? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, hypernova.com. Hypernova.com. Buy or sell? Buy. Buy. Can I ask if you bought this for yourself or you bought this uh, for a client? Nope. No, no, just, just for, for, for our own inventory. Hypernova. Mm. Who goes first here? Um, you. You look, you look eager. You're on the seat of your, yeah. uh, seat of your chair. Let's go, Mr. Eager Beaver. I like it. I, I think it's catchy. You know, I, I'm, I'm really bullish on these two-word.coms lately. I think there's a lot of value out there, uh, whether you're an investor or, you know, whatever type of name you're trying to buy, the two words are really good. Yeah, technically it's a one word. Hypernova. Yeah, I was gonna say is, he's got oh, a granddaddy. Yeah, okay. All right, so right. Granddaddy so. of a supernova. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. So you bought it for your inventory. I'm gonna say you paid sixteen thousand five hundred dollars for it. And I like obviously supernova is a six figure plus name sure. people don't know hypernova as well but it still mm. doesn't matter that's the point of branding um and a hypernova is bigger and more powerful than a supernova yeah. no it's, it's a, a grand daddy it's, it's, it's you it's know supernova's in, in terms daddy. of physics in terms of physics hypernova is you know that's where it's at that's that's how you create worlds yeah well Boy, now that you say that, it's got to be more than that. No, I will. Um, God, I don't. You know those names. I just don't have any any clue. I will say that you're feeling flush. So I'm gonna say eighteen thousand. I'm gonna say you go a little bit higher than that. I don't know. All right. So you're both wrong. I paid twelve thousand, which I hmm. thought was a steal. Yeah. Um, price and. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. But yeah, I, I like it. I thought that was a great name and a good price. Who, who and, brought uh, it to you? How'd you just, get it? Just uh, Jack um, uh, uh, Calipin. Uh, I think yeah, it was Jack Calipin. Um, but just to 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 correct you, uh, you know, our uh, which which is not a bad segue into what we were talking about before the show, thinking about how does the coronavirus affect the domain industry. But I'm not feeling flush at all at the moment. At the moment, I, I, I'm actually trying to uh, take a pretty conservative stance and position ourselves for, uh, you know, some turbulence. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, a hypernova.com at 12 grand, that's, that's a, you know, that's money in the bank. I'll take that through whatever recession. Um, it's a great name. Yeah. Agreed. There's nothing wrong with with uh, keeping your powder dry, as they say. Nothing wrong at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As, as I mean, listen, you know, as as uh, uh, as Baron von Rothschild said, uh, you know, uh, the time to buy is when there's blood in the streets. And you know, as as horrible as it sounds, we're about to have a lot of blood in the streets. So uh, you know. I think keeping your powder dry is, is probably a pretty good strategy at the moment. Uh, but at the same time, you gotta, you know, this business is all about timing. So when you got an opportunity in front of you, you, you can't just say, Oh, I'm going to keep my powder dry. Wait, because that, that will sell. Um, and so volatility is how you make money in assets. As that's a trader, right. 
if things all go up or all go down or all stay the same, nothing happens. We need yeah. this. I mean, everybody hates to hear this, but if you want to make money in assets, you have to have volatility. And yep. I love it. I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I can preface everything I say the rest of the show. I don't want anybody to die or get hurt. Yes. Give me chaos, man. Chaos is what pays the bills. Me so, too, man. I love it. I, so I drive in chaos. The stock market, I was so <laughs> happy to see Apple go way down. I mean, I, yeah. I'm definitely going to be hurt, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to be in that had run a little bit that I needed it to come down to get some better, better prices. And, and domains may be one of them. The Chinese market, you know, we Zoom, ain't give you, Zoom, Zoom ain't giving you an opportunity. That's for damn sure. Well, yeah, that but, but it did run it down away. like 11 points after we talked it. Oh, talked about it that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's right back up. I know, but that's opportunity. That's where we started yeah, this yeah, concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I, I like bigger moves than that. Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, but, but I want to see. I want to see a nice 50, 60, 70 percent market correction. Take it, <laughs> set us back 20 years. Just go all in. <laughs> Go all in, close my eyes, walk away, and uh, you know, wake yeah. up as Warren Buffett. <laughs> there's there's plenty of opportunity right now. There's there's no doubt about it. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, let's take a moment. We will uh, hear from our advertisers for today's show, who support us in our mission to educate people in the domain industry. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. And now it's time for part two, the investor portfolio review. Um, so we have some domain names here, and then they threw in at the end a couple .com.au just in, in case. Uh, you want to comment on any of them, but we're really focusing on the dot coms themselves. Shane, you're up first. What do you think here? There's a couple names I really like. Um, you know, I, I was looking through the list and the first one that caught me was Bright Kids. I love names that start with Bright. I think it's a great naming convention for a company. Um, and I, re I really like it. I, I think that that's a five figure sell. And I, you know, I would buy that name for probably a thousand dollars for them today. I mean, I would absolutely buy that name. I think that's a really good educational, fun kids brand. That's a that's a strong name. That's the kind of name that people are looking for. Um, I also, when it, you know, I'm a big LLL guy um, as far as a, a hold of value, and the best hold of value are names just like he has an SPNA those A ending names tend to have the best resale from what I found. I've only got about a hundred of them, but the A's and the C's at the end with strong letters before them are by far the ones that get the most traffic and the most offers and, and sales. So I okay. think SPNA is a strong one. Okay, so just to clarify for everybody listening, so it's a four letter.com, SPNA.com. And you're saying it's a real advantage in a four letter to end in an A like association. Um, and, yep. uh, okay. and C, which can be corporation. Um, I do see some like Realty R, you know, an I for international. There's certain ones that are definitely better than others, but the A sell for the most at wholesale and they, they tend for me to sell better at retail. And I only sell out of that hundred, 
three, two to four a year, but I usually get six or 8,000 for them. Um, and you can, you can get a name like that probably at wholesale for 1200, $1,300 would be my guess. Uh, take the A off and put a normal letter. It's probably only 500 to 800. So um, I think that's a, a good name. Uh, and then Urius was a good brand. It sounds, uh, it is officially Greek, I think, or has some Greek meaning, but it's just a nice looking brand that probably wasn't that expensive and is a, is a pretty good, pretty good name. Um, you know, and I look through, I, I tend to look at GoDaddy now. People will say GoDaddy's good or bad when it comes to evaluating names. I just use it as a guide because they do have a little bit of history. Um, and they have some history that we don't know about. So when I see a name, I go look at GoDaddy because I also like to see the names that they've sold from the name find portfolio uh, and what prices because that's not on name, uh, name bio. That's only their stuff. So it's interesting yeah. to see uh, other names that you didn't know about sold. So uh, I went and looked at those and it's got Bright Kids at 6,800, SPNA at 7,600 and Murius at 2,600. Pretty much anything under 2,000, GoDaddy, you could type in uh, a sound you made from your armpit and it would come up 1,200. But, you know, that you don't even look at. But, you know, 6,800 and 7,600 means that it has some history that are very similar. And Bright Kids has lots of comps. Brights have a lot of sales. Yeah. The other ones, um, I'll let the guys talk about them. I mean, I think Not Tonight's a great name. I'm not sure commercially what it's more than a marketing name, but it's definitely something you would remember. The Do rest. You remember hearing that often, Shane? Uh, I've never <laughs> heard it, but I, I know that, <laughs> that I use it sometimes because I get tired. <laughs> hey, um, wait, back to what you said about GoDaddy, so, uh, their appraisal tool. So um, just to clarify, I think what you're saying is that GoDaddy appraisal tool, especially in that sweet spot of say domains under 15K are, I mean, because I mean, yeah. over. They put 25K and over, it just says 25,000 or more. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing are above 25. The appraisal tool useful to you or more likely an actual indicator of what you yeah, think. Yeah, so it's, it's like, uh, you can have things that have value without being exact. You know, as long as it's apples to apples, it gives you, uh, it's a tool. So when I'm looking for expired names, I'll look through how many extensions are taking, taken, and I'll look through GoDaddy's uh, valuation because the names that they value higher tend to be better names, especially in that 2,000 to 10,000. You can come and find errors and things that are outside the boundaries, but if you just need a guide and you need some, uh, you know, uh, comparables, I think it's so great. The two to $10,000 range is especially helpful is what I'm hearing. Yes, um, to compare names and to get ideas and, and yes, I, okay. I find it very helpful. Um, so you said about the name find domains, this is probably new to our audience. So when you go to GoDaddy's appraisal tool, they list the name find names that they sold. Are the names that they list in there only name find names? Or they're a combination uh, of like- I don't think there's any auction prices. I think it's only name find names or through Afternick. Afternick and name, I mean, I don't think it has to be the name find portfolio, but I think it's only Afternick or third parties. That sound right, guys? What's on there? I yeah. believe so. I believe so, yes. Yeah. But it's not auction yeah. names. I know it's not auction names. 
Interesting. Those, those aren't on there, but it kind of no, so all, all auction sales. They don't. They're not. They're not in there. Recording. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe there because I'll go to the Which name. Which is good. That that's good because that, that you know I, I believe that was one of my biggest arguments against the GoDaddy appraisal tool is that um, uh, you know number one I know they've got a, a you know a heavy policy towards just moving names. And then secondly is if you're including all the auctions and it's going to skew heavily towards wholesale Retail. transactions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The only time it stinks is when I bought something from the name find portfolio five years ago, it comes up when, the, when you hunt for it. So I, I thought I got a pretty good price on some of those names. And then when if not that the retail person's generally going to find that, but, but if they did, they're, gonna see what I paid and they're gonna say you want that and I go well that's five years ago it's a whole different mark you know the, the typical things we say and who cares yep. what I paid for it yep. I'm not willing right. to sell. Mm -hmm. all right Drew what do you think of Ricky's list here so uh, all right so first off um, you know I I'm concerned about payless.com.au you know, very widely known trademark. I, I believe it's global. Maybe it's not in Australia. I still think, you know, nobody's got, nobody else is going to brand on that. So it's kind of a, kind of a, a gray or, or black area uh, in my eyes. Um, you know, let.com.au, a great name for the local rental market. Um, uh, let's see. Um, and not to interrupt you, but NameBio has some great sales at, at .com.au. I had no idea how many. Yeah, had, big market, man. Yeah, yeah. big market. And, and Australians get domains. You know, that's why we got such a big, uh, you know, I would say an overweighted skew of Australian domainers uh, versus other countries. I mean, um, I think we've got a definitely a heavy skew toward, toward, towards Australians relative to the size of the country. Um, yeah, they, they seem to get it. South Africa too, when I was in South Africa, I also noticed that they, they really seem to get domains. I mean, it, you know, they're really heavily skewed towards um, their local, you know, co.za, but still companies, businesses were using generic, really good country code domain names. Um, so I thought, that, I thought that was pretty interesting. Plus the um, Look, can I add something to that real quick? Yeah. Yeah, the saturation level in these countries uh, for domain usage and renewals is extremely high. Germany is another totally. one. You know, Europe, I mean, th these are great markets for sure. So, you know, I think let.com.au is a great asset. In there for sure. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, I don't. So there's this one. For some reason, I kind of like this Urius. I don't know why it just sounds like a Greek god or something like Urius. <laughs> Bow down before Urius. Uh, you know, I don't know. That that's kind of it. You know, there's a lot of things on here that I'm, you know, that I'm not. I don't hate, but I love Linkist.com. Like, you know, I wouldn't tell you they let it expire. I don't love it though. Um, Geek free, I would say. Uh, no, no, no. That's that one's the best either. one, in my opinion. And I should have um, given it to not in all caps. It's get inked like tattoos. Yeah. Oh. Over signing a 
paper or mortgage or whatever. Get ink. Get ink. I kind of like that as a, for a tattoo studio. But again, you know, it's like it, we could all of us say, oh, my God, Revelation. That's the best tattoo domain in the history of mankind. That shit's on tattoo.com. But at the end of the day, it's going to sell to a tattoo studio. And how much can a tattoo studio afford to pay? So, you know, you've got an upper limit of maybe five grand, right, at best. So um, yeah. I do like getting, I do. I think that's a great marketing name. Great, uh-oh, coronavirus. I saw that. <laughs> uh, For our listeners, I just sneezed on mute. <laughs> Drew, nothing gets by him. <laughs> um, so, that was, that uh, was three months ago, Drew. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, I like it, but I, again, yeah, it's like, you're going to carry that name 10 years and, uh, you know, what well, it depends on what you got into it, what, what, you know, how many renewal fees you're going to pay. Um, and then, you know, your best case scenario likely is, is a 2,500 to 5,000 sale. Okay. But I do like it. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, not tonight, I think is, is, is hilarious. I don't know what the like Shane said, I don't know what the commercial use case is. I, you know, I, I could see it. I don't know, like, I guess it would have to be like for sex toys or like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you probably know. It probably would be like some mainstream industry, uh, you know, that they, they, they just use it. Some ad agency will come up with some really clever way to use that. There are, there are, that's probably my favorite just because. Well, SPNA, like Shane said, that, that's probably the best liquid name here, other than let.com.au. But uh, not tonight. Like some, some ad agency is going to come up with a really clever market. Right? Like I even saw a Domino's, It'll be like Domino's Pizza or something. Or like, you know, it, it, you know, it could be like Beyond Meat. You know, it's like they got a commercial and it's like the guy, you know, the guy rolls out his barbecue. He's about to cook some burgers. And the wife says, not tonight, and hands him a package of better, you know, Beyond Meat. Uh, I want royalties, by the way, if you guys make that commercial. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that there's a really clever way to use that because it's just edgy enough, today, it's just clean you. enough. It's clean right? enough, and yeah, also, 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 not today. It could be this could be the uh, coronavirus campaign. You know, <laughs> not not tonight. I'm not dying tonight. You're not taking me tonight. Uh, could be a new app. You know, check, it's like a check-in every day. Check-in, not tonight. Didn't check me tonight. <laughs> What's that on um, um, the, what is the Pirate Bride movie? The, um, the Princess Bride? Princess Bride's great movie. Yeah, yeah and he's like, Anybody I can always kill you tomorrow, not tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, Joe, we, we need your professional opinion here. Uh, so I, you know, I think Drew kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, if I look at this portfolio, I think to myself initially, yeah, there's a couple of good names in here that could sell and the sweet spot would be anywhere from five to 7,500, 5,000 bucks to 7,500 on a handful of these names. Um, I did like Get Inked. I thought that, that was catchy. Um, I do agree with Drew 100% that, you know, how many tattoo parlors out there can afford to spend 5,000 bucks on a domain name. We don't really know, but it's catchy. It's a good brand. Uh, so that was one that stuck out to me. Break Kids was definitely catch catchy as well. You know, like Shane said, um, 
I like the word kids. I think kids is a very good word. So you put the two together. I think there's good opportunity there. Bright obviously has a positive connotation. So um, that's a win there. You know, but these are all very brandable. Um, so I would tell the owner, you know, I think they have some good names here. I think, you know, if they were to list this portfolio, they should list them with buy it now pricing and make offer pages uh, and just see what they can do. But, um, you know, let.com.au, I think is sellable. Um, Urius, I think is a decent brand. Um, you know, there's some decent ones in here for sure. SPNA, like the gentleman, you know, like the guys mentioned, Video Magic is, you know, kind of an older play on words, but there's still some search volume there. So there, there is some, you know, upside there potentially. Uh, I, nothing is blowing my mind away here, but all in all, I think it's, there, there's some decent names here. I would renew them and add landing pages on them. Okay. All right. The first name is what Drew and I hear more often than not tonight. It depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ricky, thank you for submitting your portfolio, not only for yourself, but for all of the Sherpa Network to learn here. I hope the review has been helpful to you and uh, keep in touch. We'll see what happens. Um, and thank you very much for your donation to Fred Hutch Cancer Research. Um, that is such uh, an important part of what everyone needs in as our health is always so you know new new things old things uh but gotta have it have it researched and make progress so let's uh, take a moment for our sponsors and then we'll jump into the next part fd was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries sales and profit forget spreadsheets and archived emails manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. So time for the Namejet Marketplace list. Thank you to Namejet for sponsoring us here. Uh, we're reviewing domains heading to auction soon. If you like one of the names below, you need to click through pretty soon because once they go to auction, you can't watch them or bid on them anymore. So, um, Drew, you are numero uno. All right. Um, okay. So, you know, really obvious one, loanrate.com. I think we sold loanrates.com actually uh, at some point. I'm sure. I think we actually sold customrugs.com at some point too, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I, I like, uh, like loanrate.com. It's just, you know, very clear. Loan rates is a much better domain, but um, loan rate is still a great name with clear commercial intent. It's great for an SEM campaign. It's great for an SEO campaign. It's just a, it's a good domain. Uh, you know, it is what it says and it says what it means. Um, custom rugs, you know, uh, probably a niche market, but probably very high dollar. So, so probably a little business there and, and, and people in the business would probably pay a decent, you know, decent price. But again, you know, you're talking probably 10, 15. Um, what else do I like on here? I like page1.com. I think that's, that's a great name. Page1.com is, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be bidding on that. Like that's, that's just a cool name. I, I don't know if it's worth like tons, but it's, it's a cool name. Um, the, the downside of it is that you gotta, you almost have to have both page number one and then page one.com. And that's 100%. 
Yeah, and yeah. I think the one, the ONE is really the better play here. And, you know, so probably I, I, was like you. I was looking at this list and I'm like, man, page one, that's a great name. And then yeah. I was like, well, you know, and then when you type it out, it's. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I, I agree. What, any um, ideas on a price but, that you would pay for it on page one? Well, I'm going to bid for it, so I'm not going to really say that. Okay. Um, but Money Zone, um, uh, I like that one, you know, but again, you know, check your trademarks. Um, electric blankets, that, that's probably the sleeper here. Um, oh, I've got quite a bit of experience in this space, uh, the sleep space. Um, and uh, that's, that's, a, that's a sleeper, that's a great name. Um, uh, wealth Exchange, there's a bunch of great names on here, you know, it's uh, Wealth Exchange, Science Nation, you know, again, it, it all comes down to upside versus downside. It's like, you know, if you can get into Science Nation for a couple hundred bucks, uh, I think it's a great, great name to pick up, um, you know, but it's not a name you want to pay two grand for. Um, wealth Exchange, kind of the same thing. It's like, you can get that for couple hundred bucks, 500 bucks max, I, someday you probably sell it for five, 10, 50. The names I don't like on here are like iChocolate, you know, everybody gets excited. Oh, chocolate.com, so seven figures. iChocolate.com, not a bad name. I mean, I wouldn't, if I owned it, I'm certainly not gonna let it expire. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think, I don't know. I think there's a trend away from the I and E names. I think that there's, you know, I think, I just don't think it's a, you know, the chocolate space isn't a technological one. And so I don't know that the I or the E would add anything to it. I think it- You want just, my, not I. Yeah, exactly. My chocolate, your chocolate, get chocolate, try chocolate. I think those are all better than I chocolate. Okay. Good info. Thank you. Uh, Joe, you're up. Yeah, um, you know, not to sound like Drew, but I, I think this is a fairly decent portfolio. There are some definitely some decent names in here. Um, a couple of my favorites that stick out to me, Image Lab, you know, I like anything with lab in it. Um, I think lab is a very sellable term. Uh, and when I look at domain names in general, I look at what's sellable, you know, and, and, you know, it sounds simple, but really you have to dig a little bit deeper. You have to find out how, many, how much commercial appeal is really out there around the keyword? And then once you understand that, then you can find out how many people are going after it. Is there an active market for it? And really that's when you can kind of set the tone for, for what these things will trade for, at least in my personal opinion. Uh, Custom Rugs is a great domain. Uh, there's a lot of search volume around that term. Uh, it looks like, you know, and I vaguely remember some history on that domain too. I don't know if Drew sold it a couple of years ago and then it was sold before then or what happened, but I definitely remember the name. It's been around a bunch, uh, but it's a decent one. I think for somebody that is niche in that space, they can do very well with customrugs.com. MoneyZone is another good brandable domain, just like Loan Rate. Um, both of them are good brands when it comes to financial. We all know the financial space is very strong. There's no reason to think that that's going to get you know any weaker anytime soon. Well. I mean, the markets in general are not doing so hot, but I think all in all, financial domains are safe. Um, and then the last one I had on my list, um, actually, I did. I covered Image Lab. So yeah, those were the three: Custom Rugs, Money Zone, and Image Lab were my three favorites. Thanks, John. Sure.
Is there a dinosaur? <laughs> you're, you're up, Corona Cultra. It sound like a, yeah, dog. Um, I'm right there with the guys. I, I do, I think that when I first looked at it, I thought these are product names. These are online store names with uh, electric blankets and bikini store and stage lights. Like you take, you take the S off of some of those and there's still, uh, you know, electric blanket is still not really a brand, or at least not a great brand in my opinion. I think it's gonna be selling electric blankets. And for me with the Amazons of the world, that just becomes tougher and tougher and tougher to set up stores that sell other than, you know, one item, I guess is the word. To just sell electric blankets is a tough market. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's a nice name and, and electric blankets have, if you're gonna look for a product, you want one that stays around forever and electric blankets have been around for 30 years. I've had an electric yeah. blanket next to my bed since I was like five and I still have one. So um, I thought Image Lab was my favorite. Loan rate's the best, most likely because of affiliate programs and the ability to make money. But Image Lab, if I were forming a company, Image Lab, just to, you know, it sounds like it's been around forever. It sounds exactly what they do. Something with graphic design, photos, image could be your social media image, your, your, your image overall. There's just so much with that name. To me, it's by far my favorite name on the list. Um, Web fails would have been a big one 2007 when we were showing guys tripping over trash cans falling into the water. Would have been a huge name. The uh, I can has cheeseburger type uh, domains. But that, and same with 111.info. I consider myself a numeric guy, but I don't know that the three number repeating dot infos are quite as hot as they were uh, three or four years ago. But I, I think all these names, I'll go on a limb and say all of these names go for more than $800. Every single name except for the last two go for $800 or more at auction. Uh, some of that's easier. Obviously, you know that they're going to, but Bikini Store not the greatest name in the world, but I still think it goes for over $800. The The wholesale market has been strong. I mean, I don't know if, how often these guys are both participating in auction. I imagine quite a bit, but I am constantly surprised what things are going for and how high I have to bid to get names. That I know that they're worth more than they were two years ago, but I still, I just, there's always some different person bidding me up on every single name to where I'm willing to go to every single auction I go to, even niche names. I think who in the else world would care about this name but me, but there's always somebody that does. So I think these do super well uh, as, you know, overall. So I don't really have much more to add besides that. Thanks Shane, you guys, uh, thank you all. You're the best. Um, this was a good show. Uh, so let's wrap it up. Thank you to Namejet for sending over this list. And uh, how about one big question? I know we got to go, but how does uh, how does the world economy and domains go together here? That's definitely a big question that we want to know what Drew thinks. Maybe Joe and I might have some opinions, but Drew, has that affected domain? Not your individual, but do you notice a difference in what's coming in and out of your daily domaining life? Other than spending all your time looking at it, don't don't use your, but how about other people? So, so here's some of the observations that, 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 that I've made, and then I'll follow that up with a few thoughts that I have. But 
Um, I would say it's become increasingly difficult getting things across the finish line. Deals are dragging out a little bit longer than they were. Um, I would say there is a tangible sense of uncertainty in the markets. Uh, and I don't mean in the wholesale market, I mean in the end user market, in the decision making framework. Um, but it's, it's very, it's selective. So I have some folks that it's not on the radar and I have some folks that they're obsessed over and they're, they're, it's definitely influencing the decision making framework. Um, uh, I, what, what was it? I just saw, I, I just read an article today. I don't remember if it was in the domain world or if it was in the M&A world. Uh, but there was an, ac a big, a, a, an acquisition happening and a specific, this was the headline of the contract. This was the headline of the, of the article was that the, the contract specifically outlined that um, they, they specifically outlined that the coronavirus could not be used as an excuse to, you know, walk away from the deal. Um, I believe even if there was a force majeure uh, declared by governments, which, which France has declared a force majeure, which um, is, is very alarming from an economic perspective, because what, what that does is they basically said any small and medium sized business, and I believe it applies to individuals as well, but I'm not as certain about that. But I do know for a fact it applies to medium and small businesses. And by the government declaring the force majeure, it allows any small or medium-sized business to get out of any contract that they're engaged in and obliged to uh, for any reason, uh, not for any reason, but, but simply by declaring a force majeure and saying, we're out. So you're we, saying we I can get out of my gym membership? Sweet. Yes, I, I, absolutely. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, so <laughs> let's say you've got a supplier contract, you've got a sales contract, you know, you've got, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, con a contractor that you're, you know, you've got on contract, whatever it is, uh, whatever contract it is, any contract, um, you now have in France the ability to get out of that contract uh, simply as a result of unforeseen circumstances outside of your control known as a force majeure. So that are usually, that I mean, it's, I think Latin and it means major major huge force problem and um and this is normally reserved for like earthquakes and yeah, exactly. acts of god level it's, 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 acts of god things that are outside the control of any particular person or population so, so the entire country of france has an know. act of the force majeure okay yeah so you know, I would say um, the chances that that'll be the only country that does that are very low. So I think that'll have, you know, some pretty significant consequences. Um, I think there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, you know, those are kind of the things that I've observed so far is just, you know, we're starting to see some lag and deals are being dragged out a little bit. We had a couple of deals that I thought were 100% going to close. It didn't. Um, and whether or not that was directly attributed to this, I don't know, but I would imagine there was some uncertainty that, that drifted in that, that contributed to it. Um, but uh, my, you know, my thoughts are that um, we are going to face you know, pretty severe downturn economically. Um, you know, this is a really complicated situation that we're in. It's unprecedented, um, simply because we've got probably the greatest stimulus package on the, in the in, in, you know in human history teed up and ready to go uh from central banks and governments around the world 
if I had to guess, if I was a fly on the wall in, in, in federal government, particularly financial branches of federal governments around the world and central bank meetings um, and Fed meetings, uh, you know, I would guess there is cowbell ringing and dancing going on and they are, you know, they couldn't be happier about the coronavirus because it, it literally saved their butts. I think that the, the economy was already, uh, you know, I think it was, I just read a great statistic today. I think it was 476 out of the S&P 500 companies. Um, the average growth rate was going to be 0.6%. Uh, so in, in the first quarter uh, of, uh, of 2020. And so we were in a recession. We were, we were basically in a recession already. We were headed by all expert opinions. We were headed towards a recession. So I think this actually saved the butts of central bankers, uh, governments, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, bad leadership at a lot of companies um, that are really zombies. They, they, you know, they, they've got untenable uh, debt and slow growing or, or negative growth uh, earnings. And I think that this stimulus package that's gonna come down the pipeline um, while I don't think that it will have any effect whatsoever on, on stymieing, stymieing the chaos that will result from this virus, um, it, it may inflate, you know, further inflate uh, certain bubbles. And I think that there will be certain pockets in equities that will be unnaturally uh, further inflated. I think that we're going to see, uh, you know, probably some further inflation in, in pockets of real estate. You're going to see further inflation in a bunch of different asset classes that, that really don't deserve any uh, further inflation. But um, I, I think as it pertains to domain names, I think uh, Richard Lau made a comment the other day. I don't remember on which blog, but, you know, he said, look, I think domain names fall into the stay home um, businesses and asset classes that, that will benefit from this. And, and I think I agree with that. I think that in the short to midterm uh, you know, I think we got maybe another three, four weeks of, of, you know, call it business as usual, sort of slowly digesting the news as it comes out. And, and then I think we are going to see significant. Gonna, yeah, we're going to air this a week from now. So, yeah. So, so it might be two, three weeks from, from that point. And then I think, um, I think that we will come to a significant halt um, worldwide as, as, as everybody sort of pivots into uh, chaos and um, uh, well, I don't want to say chaos. And do you think that pivot, with pivot into crisis group? management, they're going to countries are going to pivot into crisis management. When I say countries, I mean you know we're talking about business leadership, government, uh, medicine. You know everybody's going to be reacting uh, and not looking at how do I grow my business. They're going to be looking and so, at yeah, instead of management. looking at so, how they grow their business. Okay. Yeah, and so I think. That's going to just kind of put demand, not just in domains, but I think that that is going to put demand across the board on hold, um, probably for sixty to ninety, probably probably ninety days at least, probably ninety days at least, and, and then we'll see. You know, if I'm being honest with what I believe, I think it's going to be materially longer than that. But I think to say that it will bring things to a halt for a period of ninety days is a, probably a pretty uh, conservative and realistic estimation, I, I would guess, who am I? Um, and then I think Richard's right. I think that domain names 
this will expedite the wave of all, you know, already a fast moving wave of digitalization. More businesses go digital, more people start working from home. That leads to more people starting their own businesses or side hustles, uh, which is going to ultimately benefit domains. And it may be a bottom up approach, which leads to what Joe was saying, which is, you know, I think two, two word dot coms, I think, you know, the cream of the crop, which is what I've been most bullish on. Uh, and I continue to be extremely bullish on, but I think that's going to uh, sit on the sidelines for a little while. There's going to be pockets. There's going to be, you know, projects that were already in the pipeline, businesses that are already funded that need to upgrade their domain or get a domain. And that will just happen as a result anyways. But I think um, go the go forward in, in, in venture funding and all of that stuff, I think that will slow down. And I think that will have an impact on the short to midterm um, domain market, particularly at the high end, definitely at the low end. I think that sort of mid-level um, $2,500 to $25,000 market will do well. I think it might even thrive through this, um, taking into consideration there may be just you know, a, a, a global, universal just sort of pause for a minute. But I, I, I do think that market will do better than most. Uh, and I think that on the back side of this, as we get to the other end of the tunnel, I think domains are going to do extremely well simply because they will benefit from all of the sort of macro factors that this will uh, sort of re-prioritize. Re, re um, so I think, uh, yeah. I think, I think I'm going to do super well because I think people are going to stay home and garden because it's going to be one of the few things that makes them feel good. I think, I honestly think that me selling plants will probably listen, be our best year ever because you're not going to travel. You're going to stay well, home and work. Listen, focus on herbs and vegetables. And, and I, I just spent, you know, look, I, I'm, over, I'm probably overreacting. I'm definitely in the one, you know, the 1% of, you know, over preparing for, for this Armageddon. Uh, but I spent about $2,000 on garden supplies this weekend. You know, exactly. I went out, I bought 10 bags, 10 huge fucking bags of black earth. I bought, you know, four raised bed garden things. I bought all kinds, I bought, you know, probably a hundred different things of heirloom organic seeds. I've got, you know, you name it, man. I got, I got We're all coming over. We're going to survive at your place between the garden uh, and the sauna. I'm going to be killing yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's you actually. Won't let us in. We'll be. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll sell five dollar tickets just to come in and shop, like a, like a museum. Yeah, I think Absolutely. you know. Again, there's, there's, again, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to die, but we need things like this to put us all in check on what's important and and how you know, just washing our hands. I know that sounds silly, but my gosh, you see people walking into things and taking you know just never washing their hands when they go do things that should be a simple part of life and yeah that's all that comes from this if everybody figures out they're supposed to sing happy birthday twice and wash their hands then this is a positive um we just need to be better the face mask and all the crazy stuff i, I don't know about that but i know just we all need a gut check every once in a while on, on how yeah. many you, know, you don't realize how many hands you shake how many people you see how many hugs you give how many kisses um you can't even think you touch Pardon me? Yeah. How many things you touch? Yeah. You and can't be fearful of that. on the bigger perspective, not only is there, you know, hygiene that we overlook, but there are also a lot of things in business that we overlook or we're going to get around to 
And this is an opportune time to start thinking if there are 90 days of quiet, that's a great time. What, what is there that I haven't gotten around to working yeah. on? Totally. Um, you know, we're talking about Jason and his health. We're talking about, you know, business, organizational structure, also everything. You know, this, it's a good opportunity to reflect and grow. Yeah, get healthy. Get I mean, get out of it and hopefully that's it. The people, you know, it's, it's not just, and I hate these word picking off, but, you know, the disease in general, whether it's COVID or whatever, the less healthy you are, the more likely that you're going to get all these problems. So another mm -hmm. gut check is to, hey, try and get healthy, maybe eat a little better, exercise a little more so that you can, there's going to be another COVID-19. There's going to be another something. There's going to be, it's going to continue. Um, we're, yeah. too, we're too broad of a world now. We travel too much. There's, it's too easy to go see Drew for the weekend. Um, yep. And so that's it's just going to be, uh, this is our future. So we're just going to have to deal with it. And um, it's not to take it lightly, but it's to, we're going to have to adapt. And so I, there's going to be a period of time where everything Drew says, we're going to be home more. We're going to have to communicate in this. That's why Zoom is, the stock's doing well. But the reality is things will get back to more normal, but it will never be normal like it was six months ago. We're going to be more cognizant of all these things. So um, I'm hoping people get in touch with their gardens and their plants and their oxygen and then come back. Uh, so I hope it spikes and then I hope it continues personally. Give me more money to buy more domains and continue the other side hustle that, uh, we, that most of us do. Shane, thank you for bringing that question more to the surface and making sure we really got in depth. I think Drew, what I, you shared was really valuable. What do you want to say? Yeah, I, just, I wanted to actually take it up one notch. Um, uh, you know, we have, we have a unique team, media options in that, you know, we're, we're a small team. We are a hundred percent distributed. We don't have any central office. Everybody's working from home or from a co-work. Um, and, uh, you know, from a business perspective, we're very well insulated from this, uh, from the effects of, of the fallout. You know, as long as there's demand, we'll, we'll be there to, to, to service it. Um, but I do think that, uh, you know, at, at, um, you know, in general, across the board, I think that, you know, uncertainty is, is, it's hard, man. Uncertainty is a cancer and it, it, it eats at people. And so, you know, I think that one of the things, you know, we had our team meeting yesterday, uh, Monday, as we, as we always do, or most of the time. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a conversation about this and we talked about contingency planning. We talked about you know, what happens if any of us get infected, you know, if, as you said, Shane, you know, this is a good thing. It just does a gut check. And, and we said, all right, let's, let's use this as an opportunity. Let's figure out, you know, what are all our recurring costs and, and how, you know, what are those, where can we cut costs? Uh, what, where, you know, where are we, where, where, where do we have fat to trim? And I think this is a great opportunity for, for all businesses. Um, you know, but, we're talking about the domain business and I think it's a great place, a great opportunity for all businesses and domain investors to say, where, where do I have fat to trim? And, you know, that means look at your portfolio, you know, where do you have renewals? That's probably the first place you should look where do you have names that you're renewing. That you probably shouldn't, uh, where do you have, you know, uh, services that you're paying for on a monthly basis that you're not really using? Where do you have 
you know, or do you have a subscription that you probably downgrade to the, to the one tier less? You know, it's, it sounds like small stuff, but saving 10 bucks on each of those adds up. And when you take that, extrapolate that out for 12 months, you save, you know, 10 bucks on 10 services over 12 months, that's $1,200. And um, so, uh, you know, and we're talking, you know, we're losing really finite uh, numbers there, right? And so um, I think that's a great opportunity. I think more importantly, though, on the subject of uncertainty is simply um, letting your employees know um, and, and the contractors, letting smaller businesses that you work with, let them know where you stand. Let them know what you're thinking. What is your approach to this? Uh, if, the thing, if things get really bad, how long are you going to pay their salaries? Um, how long can people count on being able to, um, you know, have an income coming in? And um, how does their, you know, how does this affect their healthcare? How does this affect, you know, paid time off? paid leave, unpaid leave, sick leave, you know, addressing all of these concerns, I think is just, uh, I think it's our responsibility as, as, as business leaders. And I think that it's critical to addressing um, what I think is the biggest problem of all of this, and that is uncertainty and a lack of trust. And so I think that unfortunately, uh, leadership across the world is doing a very poor job of that. Um, and, and I mean business and governments. I think Singapore, Singapore and um, to a lesser extent, Hong Kong, um, uh, certainly Taiwan as well, has, have done great jobs of being transparent with their information, with what their plan is. And um, I think that they've set a great example that very few other countries are following. I think there's even less businesses out there that are setting a great example. Um, but I saw Coinbase, uh, has basically open sourced their, um, call it an emergency plan or contingency plan, um, and they've created this sort of three-stage approach to it and said, okay, here's exactly how we're going to define stage one, which this is something I was actually working with my kid's school to try and do is say, I think it's important that we define what are the triggers for certain actions. Like, when are you going to close the school? Is it because is it there's, you know, one kid already infected in school? Or is it that there's a hundred people infected in the city? Or is it, you know, what are the triggers? And I think, the, I think just defining all of these things, eliminating the uncertainty is the single most important thing that anybody in a position of power can and should do. Um, so I don't know, it, 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 I had a hard time thinking about this over the weekend about how to address it. Um, originally, I was going to write an email to everybody and say, here's my thoughts, uh, here's the contingency plan. And then I, I, I decided that we should just talk about it. And we did it at the meeting. And I'm not saying I did a great job. Uh, but I, I think that just having a conversation, starting that conversation now, when people aren't freaking out, um, and maybe before people are forced to work from home, or before people are forced to take unpaid sick leave, you know, I think addressing those things is really, really important. And I would encourage anybody that's listening to this that has a business that other people rely on them for uh, their uh, livelihood. I think it's critical to have that conversation. And I think it's important to just try and cover as many of those uncertainties um, that people have in their minds as possible. And just be realistic about it and transparent and say, you know, this is, this is what we can do. This is what we can afford to do. This is what we're committed to do. 
this is what we don't know yet. This is, these are the things that we haven't decided on, but these are the things we have. Um, but I think having a transparent conversation about this is, is really important. All right. So on that note. All right, thank you. Um, on that note, I think we're gonna sign off. Um, this was an excellent um, session, I think for every business owner and for employees too, to realize they can ask and get the um, you know, communication started the other way. Um, thank you to each of you for all your time. Uh, shout out to Ricky M. And uh, we'll see you all next time. And shout out, shout out to Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, man. I'm filming him tomorrow. All what around. He, all what's the he way. called? The Jason workout or the shepherd workout? Something <laughs> like that. That's fantastic. Cool. Thanks, guys. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Thanks, right. everybody. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it.